People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Wrestling fans, welcome to another episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. Episode 54, coming at you with your host Matt, alongside my brother Joe. What's up? And we are here to talk professional wrestling. As always, we have wrestling on in the background, and we got quite an infamous episode of WCW Nitro. It is the January 4th, 1999 episode of Nitro, which is better known for the match that is called the finger poke of doom <laughs> uh, <laughs> i i almost forgot about nitro parties as we're watching one right now did you ever you ever sign up for one no no i i you know what um a lot of my nitro viewing days i was i would spend time with uh at my godparents house and uh usually my godfather was there with me either that or he was at work so I, I was busy running in between TV sets, watching Raw and Nitro on different sets. So that was just me. It was like me, my god brother. That was about it. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, I'd get together with some friends and we watch Monday Night Raw or something. But no. It's interesting how how times have changed because you know you look at these Nitro parties. There's a lot of frat boys and things of that nature. <laughs> Guys who nowadays would be like for professional wrestling, like that's that's dumbest. That's dumb shit. Like, yeah, pretty know. much. Speed of yeah. yeah, speed of dumb shit. <laughs> Glacier came on the screen. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's a whole other story there. <laughs> his gimmick was so dumb that they wrote him in a storyline about how dumb his gimmick was. <laughs> and that he sold it all. I think it was like Kaz Hayashi bought all of his shit because it was like, oh yeah. That was that was a dumb gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it was. It's also Nitro or WCW too, and you know how late WCW was. Late WCW, how bad it was, I should say. Um, I don't really want to talk about about this being dumb, but it's it needs to be mentioned. We talked about in episode fifty three. Roman Reigns is is back. He's back. I'm not going to sit here and talk about his WrestleMania match or, or, or what have you. I've already done that. I know you've already heard that in episode 53. Thank you for uh, for listening and, and, and uh, supporting the show. But Roman Reigns and the WWE more so are under a little bit of scrutiny right now because of how quick the turnaround happened. Yeah, and, and again, I'm not... I'm not a an expert. Yeah, I'm not saying one way or the other. Yeah, I'm I mean, not. I mean, through my personal experiences, people with that I've known that have had cancer before of any kind, I have not known anyone to recover so quickly. So I, yeah, I mean, it's been four months. Yeah, four months. Four months since since it's happened. Uh, what, what we're getting at, I, I didn't really actually come out and say it. Um, it is being thrown out there of the possibility that Roman Reigns' cancer is, and I, and I really can't believe, I do, but I can't believe it's still, I'm saying this, 
that his cancer, his leukemia, the second time around, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, is a work. That it was a ploy to get people to like Roman Reigns because, God damn it, we had to make sure that Roman Reigns was a baby face. Establish that. <laughs> because the fans weren't buying it. They, they were... He, they were booing up the baby face. Well, how do we get somebody to get cheers? Sympathy usually works. Yeah. Again, I am not saying, you're not saying it, I'm not saying it, because I don't want to believe that that's true. I, I think that is a ridiculous thing to do, but this is the WWE. And I'm going to tell a quick story here. Sure. And it's it's a true story, because you can catch this on the McMahon documentary that the WWE released. Vince Vince's daughter Stephanie uh, is announces to her father that she is pregnant with her first daughter. I believe she now has three. Um, obviously, she's her and Triple H are married. You know, off screen at least. I don't know. I, I believe this this was post them getting divorced on screen you know, in okay. the early two thousands. But yeah, they're they're married. Her her and Triple H are married. They, she announces to her father. Hey, I'm ha- you know you're gonna be a grandfather or at least a grandfather again because I know Shane's has, has Shane has kids as well. Should be a uh, great news, right? Should be, yeah. Well, it was, but here's not for the reason that you might think it is. According to Stephanie and Triple H, Vince immediately pitched the idea of using the pregnancy on camera. But with the idea that the child was not Triple H's, it would be whose? Vince McMahon's. <laughs> True story, ladies and gentlemen. It, that is on the McMahon documentary that was produced by WWE Home Video. That is a true story. He wanted to be the father of his daughter's child. child on screen. Wow. So do I believe that this is possible? You better fucking believe it. I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing is off limits to Vince McMahon. If he wants to get somebody over, he's going to do it. He's going to get he's going to yeah. find a way. I and see that's what's so disturbing about this this rumor is because there there could be some actual truth to it. But here's my here's my question to you now. Yes. So let's say this is all work, and Roman is getting the sympathy in order to turn babyface, and it works. What happens when down the line he's facing someone that the crowd just happens to like more, and they turn on him again? Yeah. What, you can't pull that card again. Yeah. What happens? Does he get cancer again? Like, yeah. I. You know what? Like. Because I, I think that's still a pretty plausible idea Well, here. because, yeah, that's that's what they're going to do. They're going to be like, oh, you like Roman. Well, here's Roman in every fucking you know, situation we can throw him in. The reason why they hate Roman Reigns is because you shoved it down their throats. <laughs> you shoved it down their throats and, the, and it hit the little fucking bally thing, whatever that thing's called again, and it fucking gagged it out. They don't want Roman Reigns. Yeah. They were tired of that. It's like... Again, you know, I talked about it in episode 53. Too much of anything is a bad thing. I, Yeah, I love, you know, 
I love steak. I want to use a different analogy here, different different thing. But don't eat steak every single day because it's not good for you. It's not good for you to eat that much red meat all the time. You know, and it's it's also not going to taste good. You know, the, the, the second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh time around, you need some variety. You need your potatoes. You need your vegetables. You need all that shit. And it doesn't matter if Roman Reigns is over now because oh he's got the sympathy card and oh look, you know you I beat cancer and what a great storyline it is. And again. If this is not at work, I'm really happy that he beat cancer again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like it, 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 it really makes you wonder. And it, here's a, here's my question to you. Let's say this is a work and Roman Reigns is back wrestling and, and everybody loves Roman Reigns. And what you said doesn't happen. Everybody continues to love Roman Reigns, but then something happens to Roman Reigns like he actually gets cancer. Then what? That would be karma, <laughs> plain and simple to me, anyway. Um, I, I, I really do believe that Vince McMahon will, like, he has no barrier between what is right and what is wrong. Whatever is going to sell, whatever's going to, yeah, whatever's going to sell a T-shirt or tickets or what have you. But with that being said, I really do think he would, he would stoop to this level. I really do, and, and I and I, I be, just because of the way the product is normally, I think even if they, th- even if Vince McMahon thinks he has thought this out very well, there's no you can't, you can't think this out very well. You're looking for bad shit to happen to people, and that and that's just my take. I know yeah. not everybody believes in karma, and I'm not trying to push that on people, but. You, it's one of the, like you shouldn't fuck with a, a hornet's nest. Yeah, you know, because you know what's coming. So why would you do this with cancer? That's my point. Yeah, my 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 thing is to, get to wrap up this subject because it's it's one of those things where you, you don't want to believe it, so you don't want to talk about it that much. Everything you said is true, and if this is if this is true, obviously. Shame on WWE. Shame on everybody involved. Shame on Roman. How do you explain to your daughter? Hey, I'm I'm going to go out there and announce I have cancer, but Daddy's not sick. But, but don't tell sick. anybody. Yeah, you want to talk about fuck with a kid's psyche, man? Yeah, like knowing that her dad used to have did have cancer. Yeah. In reality, I don't know if she was around. I don't know how old his daughter is, but that's that's some fucked up shit. So I hope that this is all just internet going you know kind of trying to put two and two together be like wait a minute because you know what i've dealt with cancer personally on you know family and loved ones i know you have too mm-hmm. i've never had it thank no, god not and, ever. and i don't know how the treatment works and, and maybe it, it can go this fast maybe they caught it super early and and it, it wasn't something it was something that they could kind of you know, pinpoint and and take care of without any anything else. Because it, another thing too, there was there was even rumors out there that it was thrown at Roman that, or thrown thrown around that Roman had faked it himself on his own, so he can go make the fucking Fast and the Furious movie. Again, I don't, I I highly doubt that one only because WWE can promote that and WWE can make money off of that and and not only that, but it's it's also The Rock. For, yeah, you know, you know. So for for me, what what comes into question with his treatment is the the way he talked about it on Monday Night Raw when he came back. 
Yeah. He he was that very, was brought up a lot. Yeah, he was very adamant about saying how he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to come back, and that it was kind of like a, a a very late decision. You know, like there was just so much uncertainty with his with him making any kind of a return. So to sit there and talk about it that way just gives you the the mindset that this was something completely super serious. But if that's the case, and it was that bad, again, I am also not that familiar with treatment, but how do you come back, and, and now you're going to wrestle full-time for only four months later? How is that a thing? I don't, I, that's what, that, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I have one more quick point to make about this, because uh, I, I also think this needs to be said. If, if this is a work, and and it works for them. Unfortunately, do you know what that means? It means that they are now open to doing this with other people who can't get over properly, yeah. like the company wants. Right. I.e. Nia Jax. Yeah. I mean, I could, again, where, where, I know it's evil. You, where you draw the line? At? Yeah. And I know it's, it sounds evil and I shouldn't be talking about it, but if, if you're not drawing the line there, what's to stop them from yeah. doing that with her? Because clearly... They're having issues with getting her over. I mean, they 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 tried with her. They tried with her about her weight. You know, oh, she was being bullied because she's heavy set, and that didn't work. Uh, you know what what's what's next? Does she have to be like, you know, sick? Does she have to be you know become you know bulimic? Yeah, you know, do right. let's do that angle. I mean, let's let's fuck it. Let's do a whole Scott Hall thing where you know let's put her. Per- I mean, I don't know. What her personal life is doing when it comes her way. I, from my understanding, she embraces it, which is great. But you know, let's let's do shit like that. Let's let's really make it to where it's it's uncomfortable for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's that's great television, right? You know, I yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. I, I all I know is that Roman Reigns is slated for a potential match at Fastlane. From already, already. So <laughs> good God. I think Fastlane is too too soon of a, a debut for Roman to come back, but it's not my call. And it's funny, you and I are sitting here watching the January 4th, 1999 edition of Nitro on the WWE Network, and it's like history fucking repeats itself. You know, they're talking about uh, Randy Anderson, the referee, getting fired. Yeah. Bischoff fired him, and one of the the big reasons Ric Flair felt bad about it was because Randy Anderson supposedly had cancer. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar, that was it was partially a work, but it was also partially true. He did have testicular cancer, and it uh, you know he did have to go through that that battle in life, and they used it in a storyline, so. It's it's the wrestling industry as a whole. Like it isn't, you know, personal battles, whether they be serious or, or not. They they just never seem to be off limits for whatever reason, and it, it either works or it doesn't. And and I, I, me personally, I would rather not go that route. But like we said before, clearly Vince McMahon is not above that. 
and uh, he doesn't show any signs of stopping soon. We, you know, we see Rey Mysterio in the ring right now. I mean, you look at Rey Mysterio's championship run, uh, world title run. It was clearly they were going to use the uh, sympathy card, and and you know, this is a few months after Eddie Guerrero's death. Mm-hmm. And they're that's what they're using. The Rey Mysterio is that's going right, to, yeah. he, you know, he's got the the spirit of his of his friend Eddie, and and also keep in mind Randy Orton, the heel at that time, would would tell, or I I wouldn't say would tell like he did multiple times, but in in, in a segment uh, leading up to uh, one of their matches going into WrestleMania was you know don't look up there, uh, you know Eddie's not up there in heaven like he's down there in hell. I mean, <laughs> you talk about some dashly shit there, or you know, remember Eminem, you Mercury Nitro Molina, where they made fun of uh, Animal, Robo Warrior Animal, because he didn't have a tag team partner because oh, that's right, his tag team partner was dead. Oh, you know, man. <clears throat> you know this is, and you know this is not something that you know is is as far fetched as. I would like to make it sound, and, you know. Again, we talked about it last week. Jerry Lawler, he died on TV, <laughs> and what do they do next week? They 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 had Paul Heyman and CM Punk go out there and make fun of the fact that he had a heart attack and died. Well, uh, Flair too. Flair also. Flair, yeah. You know. So and, and what? Twice with Flair? I think it was twice with Flair. So yeah, this this is nothing new, folks. Just it, but it, it does suck. It does suck that if this is true, and and they they're utilizing this as a platform to get Roman over as a babyface. Man, I, I I really do feel bad. I really do feel that bad. that takes the term cheap pops to a whole new level. <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> Speaking of 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 cheap. <laughs> Speaking of atrocities, <laughs> shit. <laughs> On the February 26th episode of SmackDown, we saw we saw one of the the, the, the biggest screw jobs that we've seen since in the Montreal. Long, yeah, since Montreal, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it actually involves a Canadian, so, <laughs> um, Kofi Kingston, who has has been on such a hot streak as of late. Uh, was was set to challenge Daniel Bryan at Fastlane for the title for the for the WWE Championship. Uh, this goes after uh, immediately after the Elimination Chamber match, in which he was the last person to be eliminated. Going back and watching Elimination Chamber, you know, I saw that the, you know the push, and I saw the fact you know the, saw the fact that. Kofi Kingston potentially was going to be pushed as a singles wrestler, and obviously, I've I've known Kofi as a wrestler for over a decade. Mm-hmm. He's always been a fantastic worker, and here he you know here he is now, finally, after twelve years in the company, potentially going to get a main event spot, a legit spot too. And then it all gets changed in a blink of an eye. And Vince McMahon comes out and he puts the kibosh to that. And instead announces that Kevin Owens, the returning Kevin Owens, 
is going to be the new challenger for the WWE Championship. Now, I've been going back and forth on this ever since the news broke out. And we just got done talking about works. If ever a time that this was a work for something bigger, please, for love of God, let it be to give Kofi Kingston that hero's battle of getting screwed over one more time. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and the way it went about, uh, did you watch SmackDown? I've, I've actually watched that segment. Okay. So, you know, Vince comes out of nowhere, and then he's he's telling the fans, like, I, you know, I'm obligated to give you guys the, the highest caliber matches. I'm, I'm obligated to give you guys the biggest dr- box office draw. Right. So that's why I'm taking Kofi out and Kevin Owens is in. Kevin Owens is just coming back. Um, two things about Kevin Owens here. One, he's supposedly in better shape, which... I don't know if it was, like, the t-shirt he was wearing, or maybe my eyes just deceived me, but I saw a photo of him previous to this where he looked skinnier than he did Yeah. when he came out on SmackDown. So he still had, like, that a little bit of a, a, a beer belly, for lack of a better term. He did look like he had lost weight, though. I'll give him that much. But... Owens comes in the ring. He signs. He signs his name on the dotted line right away, and um, that's it. You have your WrestleMania match set, and Kofi's out of a fucking <laughs> match just like that. And he leaves, and he's, you know, it was the other two guys in New Day that were pretty much um, being verbal for him. Kofi didn't really say much, and then he took to Twitter afterwards and was like, like very calmly. Stating that, hey, you know, it, it's it's a shame, you know, and I'm hurt, but I got to move on, more or less. It, again, if this is a work, please make make it worth our while. And if it's not, which I mean, I'm 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 assuming it is, but if it's not, what happened? You know, what what was it like a month ago? Yeah. Where, yeah. where they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to give you fans what you want. And they're doing everything but. Well, I, f- I find the, ch- the choice of words interesting. You know, I'm obligated I'm obligated to give you the best matches. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's wrong with Kofi Kingston? Like, even if it's a work, what a really shitty thing to say about your talent. That, oh, this guy's better. Well, that's debatable. I also, I don't like to stir shit, but I, something else came to mind while while I was watching this. So this SmackDown was the last SmackDown in the month of February. Yeah. What do we celebrate in February? <laughs> Black, Black History, History month. month. Yeah. And they fucking swerve them so fucking hard. Like, really? What the fuck? How, how do you... How is that? <laughs> yeah. You know how much I hate putting race into anything. Yeah, but, yeah. And, and again, I'm not trying to rile shit up. No, but... but like, it, was, it was just an afterthought. But like, let's, call it, let's call it what it is, though. Yeah. Kofi Kingston is another example to a black wrestler getting the fucking shaft. Yeah. I mean, you look at... No you, pun intended. Yeah, you don't <laughs> pun intended. You look at the, the, the line of... of black wrestlers that have existed under the Vince McMahon era, the, the very long Vince McMahon era, how many of those guys have gotten over? Not many. 
<laughs> you know, how many of those guys, or, or in this case now girls, because let's look at another, let's look at a, a top black female wrestler in Sasha Banks, multiple-time women's champion, right? I'm going to ask you, besides NXT, okay. besides NXT, her NXT's championship run, how many times has she successfully defended that title? I don't know. Goose egg. None? She has never successfully defended the women's championship. Wow. On on the main roster. On the main roster. Where Vince McMahon runs it. Now, NXT, man, she had a hell of a run. Some of the best matches that she's ever put together. She's put on some great matches on the main roster, too. Never has she successfully defended that title. Well, that was the other thing about the the um, the whole Kofi Kingston segment on SmackDown as well. The uh, Vince McMahon, uh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Shane McMahon is out there on the mic trying to introduce Kofi to the ring to get him out, and they're showing like a, a semi video package, and Shane says that he's multiple multiple time Intercontinental Champion, right. And which so is they, true. Which is true, but they only show, like, the way the video was going, if 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 Shane said something was multiple, they showed it in, yeah. in some sort of a video effort. When they when it came to the championships, they mentioned inter, multi-time Intercontinental Champion. They show a, a brief glimpse of one, him raising the belt one time. Yeah. And then, and then again for another title, they did it one time. And it, it got to be a little awkward for me. Like, wait a minute. Are, are, are you guys just, like, hard-pressed for time? Like, clearly, you're, you're giving him this big, uh, this big, like, you're rolling out the red carpet for him to come out. Right. Wait, why why not do it right? And it, it seemed like he was just getting shafted from the fucking moment they said he was going to come on or come out to the ring. Yeah. You know? I was like, what the fuck? I... I I don't. I really don't know what to think of this. I do hope it's a work, but even even with it being the work, he's everything's in poor taste. Everything's in poor taste, and I don't see him getting uh, a proper shot at, at this title. I don't see him carrying this title. Not not even. Not, I I don't see him winning it and then and and doing the whole Sasha Banks crusade either. I don't see any of that happening for him. Eight-time tag team champion, three-time United States champion, four-time Intercontinental champion. The resume speaks for itself. Some of the best you know, matches of the year generally involve Kofi Kingston in some way, shape, or form. Or some of the high spots of the year generally involves Kofi Kingston. Again, you know, I... I'm not I'm not an advocate of, of what's going on in the world as far as racial discrimination. I'm... I'm I stay away from stuff like that, mainly because it just—I I just do. I tend to. It's my personal preference. Sure. You know, I want everybody to get along and everybody and everything like that. But when it comes to something like this and for pro wrestling, it is too obvious that it happens every single time. And I hope that Kofi is the guy that can break that wall. But what is it going to take? I'm hearing that Kofi could potentially be. The WrestleMania opponent for Daniel Bryan, but I don't, I don't see that happening either. I don't, I don't see it happening. And the only thing that I, I would, I see potentially occurring, is that the New Day goes back to being a heel faction, 
But that doesn't make sense because your champion is a heel champion, and no matter what WWE says, that's a that that that's off limits. Yeah. So, what what what's gonna happen? <laughs> like, what what scenario now? Like you you've taken every scenario that you can put Kofi Kingston in a main event match at WrestleMania, and you just put a giant fucking blockade there because I'm not gonna use the word the other word. You know, wall because that's a touchy <laughs> subject. <laughs> but a giant blockade say no, no, you can't, you can't have that. And I, I like Kevin Owens. I'm glad he's back, but your timing is off. Yeah, your timing it, it is, is off. It, and is, it, is, it was, it was just weird timing all together for that episode of SmackDown. Yeah, like, like I was saying before, you had Matt Hardy show up out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I get it now because they were in North Carolina. Right. You know, that's the Hardys' backyard. So you have the Hardys tag for, like, no apparent fucking reason other than they're in North Carolina. Yeah. Matt Hardy not just retirement a few months back. And yeah. So now he's back. Now he's back. He's not broken anymore. No, he's not broken. He's one of the Hardy boys. So that happens. And then to further along the, the, the idea of not taking certain wrestlers seriously, um, I got to watch R-Truth. The current United States champion muck it up in the middle of the fucking ring with Carmella and and essentially have a handicap match with Rey Mysterio and Cien Almas, and it was it was a joke. It was a fucking joke. That's all it was. That title doesn't mean shit. Two time NWA World Heavyweight yeah. Champion, our truth, by the way. It's fucking comic relief is what that match was. It's it's fucking stupid. He's capable of so much fucking more. But um, it was just an odd smackdown all around. And and you're right. A lot of the pacing and the timing and just, it was off. Everything seemed to be off. And I, and I don't quite understand it. I will say this about the New Day. I have also heard they're trying to, to turn them heel. And I think, I think that dynamic all depends on who, who they turn. Because I'm hearing that Kofi isn't the one getting the the singles push. It's supposed to be Big E. So so that would leave Xavier Woods and Kofi to still be the New Day as a tag team. And then Big E gets the the push. And I'm not saying Big E isn't worthy of a singles push. I'm just saying it changes that dynamic. Because if you have Kofi go heel... Or, I mean, if yeah, if you have Kofi go babyface or heel, it doesn't matter. Um, that, dy- that dynamic changes. Right. Same with Xavier Woods. Now, I know you and I probably agree on Xavier Woods. Like, he's mid-carter at best. Yeah. You know, he just doesn't have... He's, he's, he's proven time and time again. He's, yeah. yeah, that's about all he can do. So, I, I, think, I think out of the three of them, it's either going to be Kofi or, or Big E. And my money... If you're going to make it somewhat interesting and, and make a little more sense to me personally, I think it's Big E. I think Big E turns and, and costs Kofi this his championship uh, match one way or another, and then we deal with that after WrestleMania. All I know is if you were not going to run with Kofi Kingston, you should never have teased it. You should never have put it out there that this is what you're going to do. Um because the damage is done the damage has already been done and even if you go a route of a Kingston versus Big E rivalry 
all you've done is take Kofi Kingston, put him in the main event limelight, and then take him out of it and say, here, you're going to do this instead. It's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm a fan I'm a fan of momentum, not to get too too off topic here, but hear me out. I'm a fan of momentum. I, I understand the principle and the concept that is momentum, and momentum in life, in anything you do, is really important. Because if you don't have momentum and you go into something, no matter what it is, it is a completely different story than if you did have momentum and you go into something. Things tend to carry over if you have momentum. I say all this to you because if they were smart and they have their shit together, the booking staff for the WWE realizes this, that they have a fledgling promotion in AEW coming up very soon with their first uh, show they should be paying a lot of attention to this and if you're pulling shit like this now and we're about two months away from their debut they're pulling shit like this now you're leaving the doors open for Mentum to be built up with your fans hating your product your fans being subjected to to shit like this where Kofi someone who's who, who obviously the fans want to to be successful and have that title shot him possibly not getting getting that you know to become to fruition you have all these things gaining negative momentum here it's working against them and AEW they're going that that is completely where those guys strive yeah you will see a Kofi Kingston over there be able to do his thing and be successful you know you will see uh, other wrestlers who the fans actually want to see they'll get over they'll get over in a, in a promotion like AEW where they're not getting over in WWE yeah at least on the main roster so it, it, it'll be really fucking interesting in the next couple months to see exactly where these storylines end up because keep in mind the first AEW show is about a, a month Almost two months after WrestleMania, yeah. If I if I got that right, so yeah. All this time beforehand and after WrestleMania is is going to be very critical, or should be very critical, to the WWE and their future going forward. It's it's a fine line when it comes to stuff like this because it's not tolerated anymore. And again, I I know there's going to be people that are going to really hate my mentality on this, but <laughs> but. It, it's it's just black and white as 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 I'm making it sound, you know. And it's not just black wrestlers. It's it's how hard it how how long it took Asuka, who was the hottest thing in in, in your company, and what you did to her, <laughs> you know, and how you mistreated her, you know, and 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 every other ethnic group. Yeah. You know, it's 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 we, a thing. You and I just had a discussion about uh, Mexican wrestlers. Mexican wrestlers. You know, we we were watching uh, the same edition of WCW Nitro from January fourth, nineteen ninety nine, and they were having this video vignette of the LWO led by Eddie Guerrero, and how stereotypical all that shit was. Yeah. And then you 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 know immediately we thought of. Well, these guys left, and they some of them went to the WWF or WWE, and what did they do? You end up they're part of the Mexicals. 
They put them on fucking riding well, lawnmowers. Yeah, riding lawnmowers. <laughs> riding fucking lawnmowers. Wearing outfits that would be that somebody who would be, actually be cutting grass. Yeah. Would wear. I mean, come on. What what else do you got to do? You know, you have lucha house party with fucking pinatas. Yeah, they do. I, I mean, come on. You see what I mean? Yeah. It's it's as black and white as I'm making it sound. You know, and that's not tolerated in other industries. You look at something like Ring of Honor, the longest reigning world champion of all time is a black wrestler. It's Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. Why is he the longest reigning? It's not. It has nothing to do with race. It's the fact that he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And before that, it was Samoa Joe. Before that, it was Samoa Joe. Yeah. So it's like you can't you can't look at it as like, oh no, you're thinking too much into it. Maybe I am in this case, but your track record speaks volumes of <laughs> of this type type of bullshit. And it's like, here we go. Here's another example. And then the way that they they worded it. The way they mistreated Kofi, even if it wasn't work, that is some really harsh thing to say by Vince McMahon. And even if it's meant to be, the damage is already fucking done. Yeah. You've already told your audience, hey, this guy, he ain't a main eventer. (laughs) Fuck. So the only way to fix that is to put him in the fucking main event, and you're not going to do that. Maybe you will. But he's going to get gypped. But he's going to get gypped either way. Yep. It's it's a lose lose for Kofi Kingston and it's a shame because he has put so much for that company, you know, twelve years in the company and you're still mistreated. So I don't even know what else to say about that. <laughs> I, it's I'm I'm pretty pretty pissed off about that even if it's a work because it's a shitty work and it puts Kevin Owens in a weird situation too because here he's coming back and there's a lot of people that are pissed off by this. It's like that's fucking bullshit. If you go back and, and watch. Um... For those of you who don't, you know, obviously you can't access this SmackDown on the WWE Network, but... Not quite yet. Not quite a couple yet. of weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's actually available on Hulu the next day. Um, if you guys need a Hulu subscription, support your 20 by 20 crew. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Hulu. And uh, we'll get you we'll get you information on how to get discounted Hulu. But... Uh, yeah, going back, listening to the pop that Kevin Owens got, it was kind of mixed. Yeah, like the, the people were glad to hear, uh, glad to see that he was there. He got a pop, but he also got some booze. So it does definitely leave him in a very precarious position, and, and especially going forward. I'm excited that he's back, but this is not the way to do it. Yeah, it absolutely was, not the way to do it. It was poorly done. If you were going to fuck over Kofi Kingston, at least let him have the match. Have, have him come back at Fastlane and just do it there. Yeah. I, yeah, why not? They do it on any other fucking time. Right? Yeah. What would be different? Why come out there and, and embarrass Kofi like that and say, hey, he's we got to give you the best match. So this is what you're going to do. We're, we're, we're going to give you Kevin Owens instead and, and, and tell your audience that Kofi Kingston basically is, is a mid-carder. And now if they, they give him the match, it's going to seem like they're doing it out of fucking pity, you know? Yeah. So Or the fear of any kind of backlash. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not going to be a, uh, a good reason for them to do it. So it's, it's a really, 
really shitty thing to think about. And to start this show, that's all we've done is talking about <laughs> shitty things that this company fucking does. But. You know what? Let, let's uh, let's let's take a break. We'll go pay some bills. We'll let you guys uh, mull over what we're talking about. And uh, again, come talk to us. Facebook.com slash 20x20. Uh, I'm sorry. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20 talk. If you want to come voice your opinion about Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, and the like. And yeah, let's go pay some bills and we'll be back. Stay tuned. This episode of the 20x20 crew is sponsored by Amazon Prime. Sign up for a free 30-day trial and you get instant access to thousands of movies and television episodes. You get to borrow Kindle eBooks. You also get unlimited free two-day shipping with no minimum order size. You don't have to purchase. You can cancel anytime and still show the 20 by 20 crew some love. You can sign up for Amazon Prime through the 20 by 20 crew by visiting our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. And now let's get back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for hanging in there with us as we pay some bills. Always thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting the show. Can't stress that enough. Again, we have wrestling on in the background. We're currently watching the WCW Monday Nitro from January 4th, 1999, uh, which is most notably known for the finger poke of doom, which happened between Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan. Uh, caused quite a stir. <laughs> Earlier this week, we had uh, someone post in our Facebook group, again, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk, and they pitted the, the question to us. You, we were given four wrestlers, and one of them has to go. Their complete legacy, career, everything has to be erased. Who would you pick? And it was completely interesting question to me, considering who the four people are. So I'm gonna name them off, and then okay. by by all means, I definitely want to pick your brain about this because I haven't had the chance to. So here we go. Number one, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Number two, Triple H. Number three, Ric Flair. And then last but not least. The Undertaker. So one of those guys has to go. You're erasing their complete career, their complete legacy in the industry. What's A- including you? what's happening today? Yeah. Okay. Now I, I immediately chimed in to to the to the post. Okay. And I picked Triple H. And, okay. And what I said was. And, and I do want to elaborate more as we go on, but essentially what I said was, I think we would still have, we would still have this overall change in the industry. And when I when I say change, I'm I'm really talking about this whole AEW thing, the elite, those guys. You still have Cody Rhodes being fed up with the company, even though Triple H was sort of involved in that. Just because of the way the company works, I think Cody Rhodes still would have got tired of the shit, and would not want, would not want have want to have been Stardust his entire career, you know. So Triple H doesn't really play a factor for me there. 
I still think you have the curtain call with the click, even though Triple H wasn't, uh, if Triple H wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Which I have a, a like a sub question to that. Like, if Triple H isn't there, and the click still does all that, I wonder who gets the blame. I wonder who Vince takes it out on this time if Triple H isn't there. So uh, we can go back and answer that later. But okay. uh, it wasn't easy for me to pick. But immediately, I, that that's what came to my mind. Okay. Those two things. Um, what say you? Can you pick one guy? Yeah, I can. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people are not going to like this one, but uh, <laughs> to, to me, it's actually not that hard. Uh, I I hear what you're saying with Triple H, and I agree with that. But to me it's much simpler than that it's and it's uh, a guy that a lot of people are going to disagree with and that's Stone Cold I I could scrap him easily and the industry is going to be exactly the same and I understand he is dubbed the most popular WWE superstar of all time I get that but I'm going to use the same argument that I would use a Hulk Hogan Stone Cold is a product of Vince McMahon I get there's a lot of Steve Williams behind that, but if if, if Steve Austin isn't there, okay, I'm not saying there's going to be an Austin versus McMahon for somebody else, but the attitude there is still going to exist. Do you think it would be as successful without Stone Cold Steve Austin? Because I mean, let's face it, there's been more than that is at least one accolade that he is always associated with. Yeah, you know. The attitude era wouldn't be quite what it was if Stone, you know. See, these are these these was this was the problem with these questions like these because it, it, it's <laughs> it's always so hard to to argue your point. Well, the, the attitude, like with Hogan, well, wrestling would never be the same without without Hogan. They'd be in carnivals and all that stuff, and, and I disagree with that. Okay, you know, just like not 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 to uh, quote Jurassic Park here, but you know, <laughs> life finds a way. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you're, no, you're right. You're right. I get that. And 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 I I, I, I you know I agree that Hulk Hulk uh, excuse me I agree that Hulk Hogan pushed the envelope for professional wrestling, you know, and, and, and much quicker the way that Austin did for the Attitude Era. But you got to go back to the Attitude Era. Look at any documentary of the Attitude Era. Era, it was next guy up. Whatever, whatever didn't work. It was somebody else was waiting to take that spot. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Now that I think about it, they did. They did have that kind of a roster. Yeah. You had the Rock. Yeah. You had uh, an up, up and coming Triple H. You had DX. You had. You had like a plethora. That was probably the most stacked roster. If 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 Austin doesn't work, somebody I, else you know who, who you know who's still going to be there too is Bret Hart. And Bre- oh yeah, Bret Hart. Because yeah. Bret Hart, you know, you, you can't you can't be you know. Not saying that Stone Cold was the reason Bret Hart left, by any means, because that's not the case. But you know, without you know having a Stone Cold makes it very easy saying I can't honor this contract anymore. It was a crazy big contract. I don't know what the exact numbers were, but it was a big contract. I can't honor it anymore because there's no need to. I have Stone Cold. I have this up and coming Rock. I have Triple H. I have all these guys. I still have Shawn Michaels. You know, because this is obviously still before Shawn Michaels gets hurt, hurt, you know, just a couple months before. You know, I have The Undertaker. I have Kane. You know, I have Mick Foley. You know, and, and you, 
it's it's hard for me to, to to say that somebody else couldn't have been made. Again, Steve Williams, the man behind Stone Cold Steve Austin, did a fantastic job in what he did. There's no doubt about that. I'm not going to ever take that away from him. I am a huge Stone Cold fan. And I've talked about that since episode one. But if I had to sit there and talk about legacies, I can't take away Ric Flair. I would I would never <laughs> want to do that. I would, and and just because I think out of all four of these guys, his legacies stood the test of time. Uh, and and you're 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 pulling a lot of wrestling history. A lot of wrestling if, history. If, if he and... leaves, yeah. I mean, because we're talking territory shit. The NWA. Yeah. The Crockett promotion, WCW, it it, it uh, it's almost like a fucking fathomless abyss of how fucking important Ric Flair well, is to professional wrestling. And and talk about the, the the guys and girls who are in the the industry for generations. He's inspired up and coming wrestlers. I mean, people first person. Why do you bring it to the industry? Ric Flair, I saw this Ric Flair match, and I knew I had to be. Yeah, you got other wrestlers that are mentioned, but Ric Flair is almost always mentioned. Yeah. You know, he is he has stood the test of time. You know, what he says is true. Diamonds are forever, and so is Ric Flair. And therefore, Ric Flair's legacy can't be touched. The Undertaker, he was he, he's a guy for me that has stood the test of time as well. If I had to... If I had to narrow it down, you know, like least to be cut to, to most, he would he would you know Austin is my most. He would be second place. The Undertaker. The Undertaker. Was. Okay. And I say that because he was a staple for WWE. He was a big attraction for WWE or WWF before the Attitude Era. You know, when it was when it wasn't really good, he was still a guy to watch. He kept them afloat. He stayed loyal to them, and then he helped excel the Attitude Era. There's no doubt about that, as well as many other eras afterwards. You also got to remember too, going back to Stone Cold. Unfortunately for him, he had a neck injury. He didn't impact the wrestling industry for for that long. It, it don't get me wrong; it's not an ins- insignificant period at all. It's the Attitude Era. But you're only talking a few years, and then that's it. Where every all these other guys have have been around for decades, they have survived for decades of being relevant. And even though the Undertaker has been relevant, out out of the 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 four guys, he is the second most likely for me to cut because of the fact that a lot of it was a guy that was filling a role. And not necessarily revolutionizing the business like a Ric Flair was, so that's that. Therefore, that's why Undertaker would be my number, my number two. And believe it or not, I actually have Triple H as just behind Ric Flair. Not like it's neck and neck necessarily, but Triple H, whether we like him or not, I don't know if the WWE evolves the way that it's evolving. Wrestling would. Wrestling would would evolve because of what you said about the elite guys and and then all the other companies, but the WWE has evolved. Yeah, we talk about it poorly still, but again, that's because Vince McMahon still is 
clutching onto those reins. <laughs> if 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 he let go, I guarantee you, you are going to talk about WWE as a legit competitor to the other companies in the terms of watchability. I I agree with that. Um, I I understand where you're coming from, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use the Jurassic Park line. You know, life finds a way, and I think without Triple H there, I still think eventually we do get that that part of that that part of pro wrestling where it's actual pro wrestling I still think that evolves and becomes a bigger part I just don't think it would necessarily be with NXT or WWE I think if Triple H isn't around we definitely don't see the same kind of NXT product that we have now we don't get to see NXT UK at least not to to what it has become and I think it still remains a smaller part of the WWE without Triple H and then I just see all of that that change in momentum being absorbed by the elite and Cody and AEW and Ring of Honor places like that so we we get if, if I guess what I'm saying is if Triple H wasn't around completely erased we still get his impact, whether we like it or not. We just get it through different companies, not the WWE. Because of Vince McMahon. Because of Vince McMahon, yeah. Yeah, because my, my question to you, and you pretty much answered it, uh, would be, well, who would be the guy or, or girl to be like, all right, well, we gotta we got to evolve, you know, and... The answer is nobody within WWE, and I and I guess, I guess that's where I look at it as you know he's the guy, and I know this is going to sound extreme. Because you know I, I hear all the time WWE's fine financially and all that stuff, and I, they they are for now, but for the future, the long distance future, he's going to be the guy that saves the WWE. He's going to be the guy that ensures that they are they remain in the black and not go into the red. Because if it wasn't for the fucking WWE Network, they'd be in the red. Absolutely, yeah. they'd be in the red all day long. And and he be the he's going to be the guy that saves them. And it's going to unfortunately have to wait until Vince McMahon is old and see now, or you know, not here anymore for for him to finally get everything, all the control that he needs. I disagree. I disagree because of AEW and just how much they have their shit together. Because legitimately, and again, I don't, I don't take any. I usually don't take any stock in what Dave Meltzer says, but Dave Meltzer has come out and, and uh, basically said that AEW is the number two promotion in the United States, whether people like that statement or not. Well, I know the people at Ring of Honor don't like to hear that, but... It would make sense. It, it would make sense. Given the, the financial backing. They have, yeah, they have the financial backing, and that's a big part of it, but you gotta, you gotta give credit where credit's due, and they seemingly have their shit together. It, it isn't just about the money with those guys. Like, they have talent that yeah. they're willing to develop and develop properly. They have existing talent that is that have already... Uh, made their mark in the industry and can help continue that, again, that momentum towards success. They just landed the hottest fucking free agent in, in, in pro wrestling since I don't know when 
in Kenny Omega. You, you have all those things going for that that fledgling fledgling promotion, and you can't you can't just easily discredit that. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say they're the number two. Yeah, but that, I guess that's where the money comes in. I want to agree with you. I just I I, I Vince McMahon. It's it's hard because he is as. As great of a wrestling mind or business mind, I should say, not wrestling mind, as great of a business mind as he has, he's a fucking moron. And <laughs> he's, he's, he's the reason why those marks act the way they, they, they do because he's he's not looking at all at double or nothing as a big deal. He's not, and he should. He should. And I guarantee you, Triple H is... Triple H sees it because he what he's seeing is guys like AJ Styles who are potentially one foot out the door. Yeah. As well as other guys who are out the door. And if you keep mistreating your your ethnic uh, um, roster, they're going to be fucking out the door too. Yeah, you'll whitewash the roster. I mean, Jesus Christ. So that that's that's what I mean by that. It, it's hard to argue this because, you know, it's like, to me, Stone Cold played... And, and one particular part of, of, of history played a bigger role than Triple H did. I mean, I'm not talking about comparing Triple H in the Attitude Era versus Stone Cold in the Attitude Era because that's no contest. But Stone Cold in the Attitude Era played a bigger role than Triple H in any era as far as on screen goes. But Triple H and, and, and what he's delivered for the, for the industry, Stone Cold's never done that. And Stone Cold doesn't have the Ric Flair mentality where you have a, a laundry list of wrestlers that, yeah, Stone Cold is the reason why I'm, I'm in the business. And maybe, maybe it's because he's still relatively younger compared to you know Ric Flair, but you don't you don't see that, you don't hear that. He wasn't, you know, and again, a lot of it has to do with the injury, and he didn't get a fair chance because of, of SummerSlam '97. But because of that, and because of you know the ongoing knee injuries and all that stuff. You know, he never had those jaw-dropping moments, those awe-inspiring wrestling matches. It was a very much a roughneck-style fighting style because that's all he could do. Here's a question for you. So let's say we wipe Triple H out of this industry. All right, Triple H is gone. Triple H is gone. Okay. Do you think, whether, whether regardless of whether he got hurt or not, do you think Shawn Michaels would be able to step up in that same vein, and over the course of, you know, how many ever years, fulfill the the spot that Triple H has kind of carved out for himself. Do you Behind think, the scenes and on camera, do you do you think he's capable of such a on, thing? Do on you, camera, yes. Do you think he takes the fall for the curtain call? Do you think he he's able to? You know, bring about something as successful as NXT as we know it. Well, if I'm not, if, if memory serves me right, I think he did take a fall for the, the curtain call. He just knew that he wasn't going to get any heat for it because he's Shawn Michaels, he's champ. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he clearly didn't get any heat for it. Does he? Does does he take the heat that Hunter took? Well, I don't think it's up to him. I hear what you're asking, but I, I can't really answer that question because it's not really up to him. I don't think Vince is going to give it to him because he's Shawn Michaels. Who else do you have? You just lost Nash and Hall. Okay. You know, like it, it was, 
you know, you, you, you could technically punish Michaels, but then you 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 single him out and he worry about him saying fuck it and be like <laughs> I'm going to Ted, you know Ted Turner and take that guaranteed contract. Uh, as far as as far as the man behind the gimmick, I would say he would end up leaving. You know that I, I think he really would leave because what else? What, what's keeping him there? If Triple H is gone, his boys are WCW, and now he's being blackballed. I'll take guaranteed money and less dates as well. Okay. Uh, as far as NXT, absolutely not. No. Triple H. Whether people don't like Triple H or, or Paul Levesque, the man behind Triple H, I get it. But if you look at so many um, interviews based on Triple H. There's one thing that's always been the same from way back when he first started to the Attitude Era to now is that his work ethic is just to a, at another level. Yeah, Compar- it's, it's impeccable. Compared to like anybody else in that ring or in a in business, his work, his work ethic is just bar none one of the best. And he very much is... Uh, a, a person on the business. You know, we see Diamond Dallas Page in the ring right now. Mm-hmm. He's wrestling Brian Adams at the NWO. When Triple H was doing the Blue Blood gimmick, uh, he was trying to figure out, like, moves, like, finishing moves. So he started doing a cutter. And he was really good friends with Dallas Page. And DDP was like, bro, can you not do that? Because <laughs> you're going to kill my momentum with it. Triple H could have said, fuck off, man. Like, yeah, he could I'm not, yeah, I'll do whatever the hell I want. He stopped doing the cutter because he didn't want it to hurt DDP. And his momentum, the guy that works at a different company, the guy that works at the company that treated Triple H or terrorizing it's like terrorizing. shit. <laughs> you know, and he did that. You know, so he was, he's very, always been very much about the business for the most part. Because I'm not going to talk about. A certain WrestleMania, because <laughs> um, you know what, there are, there are some really bad stories about him shoveling talent as well. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. But as far as NXT goes, that very much is his brainchild, and it shows. It, and you you hear stories about him um, shoveling talent. Yeah, and I'm never going to deny that. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm yeah. not denying it either. But yeah. what I want to say is. It makes it hard to argue this motherfucker. It because, is. Because of the results that have come to fruition. You know, we do have an NXT, and it is chock full of really awesome wrestling talent. And then an NXT UK. Yeah. And then, and then the the idea of doing territories within your own company. If that, if that legit is his idea, I mean, come on. And, I, man, I fucking hate, I hate that I'm saying this right now. I hate it, but... <laughs> If burying that talent leads to this, I'll take it. I'll fucking take it. I'm sorry. It I'm is. So, it, I'm so sorry, but I'll fucking take it. Unnecessary evil, unlike Vincent right here. Yeah. Uh, Ten cent, <laughs> Vincent. Oh my god. Um. <clears throat> yeah, you know what? It, it it is it is a really shitty thing for us to say, but it's true. <laughs> it's true because look at how great it is. I feel fucking dirty right now. You have no idea. And, and the results speak from so it's not just us. You look at any NXT show that that comes any part of the world or other country, it sells out. It's so they they can sell out 
the Allstate Arena. Raw can't. SmackDown can't. But NXT can. That speaks volumes of the the C show or the the under you know the uh, yeah what's supposed to be the undercard the undercard <laughs> or you know the minor leagues if you the will the minor leagues. So you're absolutely right. Cody still happens. Kenny Omega still happens. The Bucks, all that stuff still happens. You know, and there's there's all there's also some other good that could happen. Potentially, CM Punk never leaves. That's, yeah, that's another thing that Grob brought up too. Like, does CM Punk stay? Does he go? Yeah. So I mean, it's there's a, there's a lot to say about it, and it, it's hard. It's hard because you look at all four of those guys. You can say a lot of bad about each and every one of them. Stone Cold again, not so much because he wasn't really around. That was his. That was the bad. Is that he was hurt? He was hurt, and he didn't get a fair chance in his career. I mean, what he did. For that little bit of time, what, what shows you how great he was, and you can only imagine if that tombstone never, if he never landed on his neck in '97, what he could have been. I mean, this is a guy that could have taken that momentum and rode it all the way to the late 2000s. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's 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 hard to say. It it really is, but it, it's all shoulda, woulda, coulda. The Undertaker, Undertaker was a big part of WWE. With with without without him as a, as an attraction. The NWO very well could have been the nail in the coffin, no pun intended, for WWE. <laughs> they didn't have anything else to go off of. Yeah. You know, I mean, DX wasn't formed until a year later. Right. Uh, you know, and, and, and Austin was still trying to find his, his, you know, his footing. The Rock wasn't anything. He was still Rocky Maivia. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you have, like, you have The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. And then whoever they're facing, right? That that was that was it. That was it. That was it. That's all you had, you know. Bret Hart was inconsistent. He was a head case, especially in in the mid the late nineties. So it, it was really difficult to just to, to, it's really difficult to take him away from that and say, oh well, he was just there. He was the reason why they were showing up. It, it's like taking Hulk Hogan out. Yeah, as, as, there would have been another Hogan, but I you know. It's hard to deny. People were showing up because of him. People were signing with the company because of him. And I I agree with all that stuff. It's something, it has to be something to be said about an attraction like The Undertaker. Ric Flair, again, he is the last guy you could take out of there because he is synonymous with pro wrestling. You know, past, present, and future. So I agree with so much of what you said about Triple H. And it's, it's for me, it's, it's kind of like... We we agree and we disagree on certain things, but where I stand personally, Stone Cold is the guy that has to go. Interesting, and and, and, and it sucks because out of those four guys, he's the reason why I started watching wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe I don't do this show if if that's the case. You know, I don't even know, but there would have been another guy up. Would it have been as effective? I can't answer that question. I don't know. But then again, nobody really knows because if Stone Cold doesn't exist, how'd you ever know? Would you know any better? Right. Or would would Vince McMahon, who by the way, was just a commentator at the time, if he did this Mr. McMahon angle with somebody else, could they have pulled it off? I think so. Yeah. That's one of those concepts. It it's uh, it resonates with a lot of different people. Yeah, you you get to 
you get to take up against your boss. Yeah. How many people have always wanted to do that? Exactly. So that's that's such a timeless angle, and it, and it does resonate with a lot of people. Yeah, someone would have eventually stepped up in that role, and they it still would have been a success. I don't know if it would have been the same success as what was shared between Vince McMahon and, and Steve Austin, but it would have been a success. And so much of that has to be crazy. I'm, yeah, I'm never going to take anything away from Steve Austin. There's a reason why it worked so well for him, because he was so good on it. Not only was he the blue-collar guy that represented the working man or working woman or whatever, you know, basically it was the 99% versus the 1% angle. And, you know, that's... Like you said, it, it works for, with, with just about anybody. But it works so well with him because he carried it to levels that even Vince admittedly didn't you know, see it initially coming. You know, He was so good at, at, at what he did. And like I said, it sucks that I, I got to cut him. But, yeah, that that's my answer. It's, it's stone cold out of that list. It's kind of interesting watching this edition of WCW Nitro where we have – conflict between Ric Flair and Eric Bischoff. Right. It's it's kind of a shame that Eric Bischoff is such a puny guy because I think if if there were any two people that would have had uh any kind of a similar effect that Austin and McMahon had, it would have been them two. Yeah. So no matter how you cut it, no matter who you pick, really fucking interesting question here. And uh, thank you again to you guys for posting it in our Facebook uh, group. Once again, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. Really interesting uh, brain picking with you. I, I The moment it got posted, I'm like, I have to talk to man. <laughs> have to talk to man. And on that note, we're going to round out the, the show here. And again, w- please, uh, thank you guys for supporting the show. Um, please take the time to support your 20 by 20 crew and uh, follow us on social media twitter.com slash 20x20 crew if you want to hate tweet us Uh, we're also on instagram instagram.com slash 20x20 crew we are on youtube where we do the following contest which is youtube exclusive content for you guys to absorb and uh, that's where Matt and I fantasy book a bunch of stuff um, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube for more information on that uh, please don't forget to hit that subscribe button we can use any YouTube subscribers that we can get thank you uh, also we uh, have obviously we're on Facebook facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our official page and then facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk is where you guys can uh, sit and chime in with us uh, at any given moment. And, of course, our home away from home uh, right there on the web is 20x20crew.com where you'll find all of our previous episodes, uh, bonus material, and what have you. Everything is there. Uh, Really quick, it is WrestleMania season. And uh, just like we said last week, start counting the days down and... uh, Get yourself a, a network subscription, a WWE network subscription. Count out the days, <laughs> and if you if you count it out right and you sign up through us, you'll get it for free. You won't have to pay to watch WrestleMania. How fucking great is that? WrestleMania has become this 
gigantic event, not just because of the WWE, but because of all the other promotions that follow it from city to city each year. So, do yourself a favor, count down the days, make sure you can, you get your free WrestleMania viewing, and you can do that over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. That's all one word. And then... I think we should sell them something on wrestling, though. Yeah, absolutely. And then, <laughs> if you want to watch actually good fucking wrestling and not sports entertainment that sucks... What are you talking about? <laughs> all that weekend, you were going to have a fucking plethora of shows going on. You might want to take a vacation. Yeah, if week. you can. I mean, that'd be great. Shit. But uh, uh, one such event uh, is is uh, is pretty important to us here at the 20 by 20 crew and you're going to be able to catch that on Fight TV luckily for you guys if you sign up as a new user with Fight TV through us and support your 20 by 20 ring crew you're going to get $15 of Fight TV credit that's at least one pay per view on us just for supporting the crew do that over at 20x20 crew dot com slash podcast slash fight that's f-i-t-e and uh we are talking about the collective game changer wrestling is putting on the collective which is an actual collective of indie promotions that are going to be doing uh, a super show of sorts say that three times fast super shows yes all throughout we- three days yeah throughout the wrestlemania weekend 11 shows in 3 days. Fucking crazy. Oh my god. And I can't wait. It's going to be fucking awesome. Well, that's not all. I just just announced earlier this week there's going to be another collection of of sorts it is called Fight Fest. It is 20 plus live events mm-hmm. all coming your way and it includes companies like World Wrestling Network which includes Evolve and Shine, but Shimmer's involved in that. Uh, you're going to like this one. DDT oh, shit. is coming to New York City. Uh, what else we got here? Impact Wrestling is doing their show, and then this little show called G1 Supercard <laughs> is also going to be included. So if, you're not, if you don't have Honor Club and you're looking forward to, wa- looking forward to watch that, Get yourself the Fight Fest. It has it has a steep price on paper, 120 bucks though, 120 bucks. But you get 20 shows. So, and, and according to the to the press release, it's it's 280 dollars worth of Fight TV pay per view. Yes, for 120 bucks. 120 bucks. You get so, four so days less, worth of shows. So less than 50 percent. You're paying less than fifty percent for all that, all in one shot. And if you if you have Fight TV, and you can't watch it all at once, don't 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 feel like you need to watch it all at one time. Unlimited replays. Yeah, once you buy it, it's yours. It's yours. You get to keep it. So you don't you don't have to you don't have to worry about it expiring. You don't have to worry about it being deleted. Nothing like that. It is completely on your account for the remainder of the time that you have a Fight TV account, which is fucking awesome. Go back and watch it over and over again, and uh, that's that's what brings the the value to this 
this package or any any pay-per-view that you get on Fight TV. So you're not just paying uh, for a one-time viewing or, you know, 48-hour window or anything like that. It is yours to keep. Yours to keep. 100%. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash F-I-T-E fight. I cannot tell you how excited I am. Remember, too, guys, uh, guys and gals, if you pre-order any pay-per-view, whether it be singular or package deal through Fight TV, they're going to hook you up with extra credit. So if you sign up as a new user through us over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight, you're going to get $15 worth of credit, and then you're going to get even more credit if you pre-order any of their pay-per-views, wrestling or otherwise. So I can't I can't stress how, how much this deal is uh, fucking awesome to me. I hope you guys take advantage of it, any pay-per-view on Fight TV. But please, always support professional wrestling. I cannot stress that enough. But until next week, episode 54 is in the books. In the books. I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You've been fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. And until next week, we will see see you in the ring. ring.